everybody, welcome to the Grainy Days Podcast. My name is Dustin, and with me this week we have Mr. Edward Conde and Mac McDonald. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. Heck yeah. We also have a super rad guest with us. Tonight is Anne Holland. How are you doing tonight, Anne? I'm doing great, thank you. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, um, what have you guys been up to this week? Mac, uh, we'll go with you, Mac. It's been a while since we've got to hear you chat about your week. So, man, good good to be back two weeks in a row. I hope this uh, trend Yay. continues. Um, so, yeah, it's been a good week. I actually had a shoot around, up, they call it Uptown Charlotte. Man, you know how, like, some downtowns are not calling themselves Uptown. It's really difficult to adjust to that new terminology. So, apparent, apparently, I'll be shooting in Uptown Charlotte, right? So, it was cool to do another portrait session. It was with this with this model, and we went all around, shot. Um, it was fun because I was using my Ni- new Nikon FM3A, but also I got a new thir- Nikon 35 1.4 uh, AIS lens, and nice. holy crap, 35mm is very difficult to focus with, unless you get really close, you know, because it's a wider angle, and I was using it for more, like, uh, environmental um shots and i was like you know what i need to be walking in on at least every third shot so it's just knocking the rust off uh getting back in the swing of shooting um yeah and just like running a bunch of new gear super fun stuff planning a trip out west uh i'll be out in los angeles at the end of october and i'm gonna hang out with the bros out there mm-hmm. michael bardese nice. ed andre and uh Lainez. so that, that'll be cool yeah man i feel like i'm, I'm coming back to life uh medical issue i finally got a diagnosis i start treatment for that soon so that's going to be super rad like to be on the other side of it and that's like what's really been holding me back so starting to shoot the medical shit's going well i can't complain guys i can't complain heck yeah nice man. glad to hear dude for sure yeah, yeah man scared for a while there book yeah oh yeah dude, i was i was pretty pretty scared myself but we have a, a good diagnosis to start treatment october 8th so i'm pumped Right on, man. How cool. long do do you do they give you like a timeline for that? Mm, so yeah, they're gonna try this uh, injection, and we'll know in thirty days if that works. If not, there's a surgery option, and I'll be much better. So nice. Yeah, I don't want to get into all the details because yeah, it's, it's just weird shit. It's totally it's totally random. It's not even because it's a medical condition. It's just too much to explain, right? And I don't want to talk about like negative stuff. But the good part is. Yeah, because you guys, I've been talking to you through Messenger all the right. weeks that I wasn't on the podcast, and I'm like, dude, I'm probably uh, this is could be close to the end. I mean, you don't know though, you know. And uh, but the good news is, fuck yeah, man, what a burden is lifted. And like shooting again, you know, whenever you have a routine and it's disturbed, regardless of what disturbs it, even the most minor thing or major thing, it really messes you up. So being mm-hmm. able to get out there and shoot again, forcing myself to communicate with the model, right? And like I had to have a vision and be, you know, be put my game face on to shoot for two hours straight that really helped you know the mental part and the daughters that helped the other shit so yeah rockstar week man i'm, I'm pumped my uh, gear acquisition syndrome itch was scratched pretty fully <laughs> so yeah dude putting checks and boxes man i'm heading north again right on nice right on what about nice. you ed oh uh let's see what i've been up to um Oh, I finally finished my zine, so my half frame is complete. Half frame Santa Monica is completely done. Nice. And Very yesterday cool. I got uh, 15 copies that I pre-ordered, um, and they they look very good. 
So I'm really happy with the output. Um, it's very similar to my layover output, so uh, I'm happy with the quality and stuff that I'm getting from MagCloud. Um, let me see. Gas-wise, <laughs> you know, it's been very... We have time for tame. this? <laughs> <laughs> well, we do, we do, we do. It's been very tame lately. I, you know, I've just been buying a couple of adapters here and there. Um, Nothing made. Oh wait, wait, wait! Yes, there is one thing. I, I, got <laughs> I knew it. Hat. I was about to bust your ass, dude. <laughs> I, I did get me a new half frame camera. Uh, what? A, a complete impulse buy. Yeah, it was a complete impulse buy. It's it's a um, Olympus Pen EF. It's one of the last oh, ones that Olympus made in 1981. Uh, so it's a little plastic, fantastic kind of thing. Um, it's it's focus free, so anything after four and a half feet is in focus, which is perfect for me because I don't want to deal with focusing. Uh, that's just right. you know that's why I like the LC wide because yeah. I can just do two little zone focuses and I'm good. Um, and it does the 25 to 400 as far as the ISO range, so I can get to shoot some of that 2238 stuff in it, which I've been wanting to uh, try out. So um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I should get it sometime mid-October because it's coming from Japan. Mm, let's see what else. Um, and I'm still keeping an eye on the uh, X-Pro2 and the X-Pro3. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, there it hey, is. Dude, Ed, Ed, that's why I love you, though, dude. Because, look, Ed, here's what really happened uh, to people listening. So Ed was, Ed's calling in from home right now. Normally, he's on the road. So he was walking by a part of his house where his family was. And he's like, yeah, gas has been pretty uh, mild this week. I've just been buying some adapters. And then he walks to another part of the house. And he's like, oh, yeah, I bought a, a whole camera system and shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I love that guy. Oh, that sounds, like, super accurate. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what happened. The listeners at home know it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and then um, other than that, I got to go track down some of that Kodak Gold that's that is uh, for sale yeah. really cheaply at uh, Walgreens because yeah. um, hashtag Save Kodak Gold, dude. It may be turning out to be a real what thing. What the heck is going um, on? This started out as a joke, and then it got to Mike Rasso, like we talked about last week, and he's like, Ah, no, that's not mm -hmm. a thing. And now all of a sudden, all of the Walgreens have it on clearance because they're getting rid of it. What is happening? Yeah. I, I don't know. You need to go I mean, Kodak gold mining. Yeah, you can I call me a you can call some. me a prophet if you want. I'm a I'm a fan yeah. prophet. <laughs> you seem to be you. You ironically became a credible source somehow. I did somehow. I did. Yeah. I, I, I became yeah, famous by by this conspiracy theory. So there so you go. nuts. That is so nuts. They also have yeah. their waterproof cameras with Ultramax uh, in them. On discount for five bucks as well so i snagged one of those guys oh, wow. today i actually saw oh, that's cool a walgreens on my way home from work and they had four boxes mm -hmm. for 449 or 479 a piece and oh wow i grabbed four boxes and a little disposable camera um fun fact those are the first rolls of kodak gold i've ever bought what yeah <laughs> No. Seriously, those are the first rolls of Kodak Gold I have ever purchased. I've always shot Ultramax as my cheap Kodak film. Oh, gotcha. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm intrigued to, to try this film out that's disappearing. <clears throat> well, like I told Mac, I mean, shit. I mean, I, I shot I shot a roll in, in Atlanta for... Um, at 800 mm -hmm. and um, it came out really nice, so I highly recommend it. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And have you ever shot the Kodak Gold? 
years and years and years ago. Um, yeah, not not for a while. Well, if you liked it, you better snag some because apparently it's going exactly. Away. I'm. <laughs> it is going away. Like, yeah, I mean, Ed is Nostradamus. He called this shit like, 500 years ago. They were like, he's like, hey, Kodak Gold's going away, and everybody's like, nah, that's this guy. And now all of a sudden, Kodak Gold's going away. Right. Yep. Apparently, Kodak says it's not going away. The problem is the only person in the U.S. that like sells it to people. It's going away. Like. Yeah, yeah, it's literally a drugstore film, and the yeah. drugstore that sells it's no longer going to sell it. Where the f are you going to get it? Right, right. I think CVS still yeah. sells it, but it's like eighteen bucks a roll uh, for a three pack still. Yeah, I still get it at Freestyle, and it's uh, eleven ninety five. Or the local uh, the other camera store where I get my uh, color stuff developed, oh, that's not bad. and that one's also eleven ninety five. So they still have it, but I think you know, w- was that a twenty four exposure or was that thirty six? Twenty four. Well, Okay, so they might be doing the same thing that Fuji did with the C200. Yeah. And just discontinue all the 24 exposure rolls. I'm okay with that. As long as they don't jack the price up too much. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not like I'm going to be searching through to go and buy it. I'm not really super interested in in that. I still have a ton of Agfa Vista because I say Ultramax was my cheap film, but really Agfa Vista was my, my cheap film. I was shooting a ton of that. I still have like. 10 rolls of the 200 and 10 rolls of the 400, something like that. But I don't even shoot a lot of color mm. film. And I just got in touch with um, Bartosik, and I'm sending him a bulk roll, like, tomorrow, a bulk roller to fill up for me when he gets back from New York of Slobart. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to do some really I got to shoot some of that Slobart. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm, I have plans for it. It's pretty much all going to be bleach bypass. Like, I, it's, it, I'm about to start a bleach bypass thing. I'm going to treat it like black and white. I'm just going to take my color film or my color devs from room temperature and develop it just like, you know, whatever, and then fix it normal. I'm not even going to use the blicks. Just go from there, see how it ro- works. Because bleach bypass adds like a half a, or adds like up to a full stop. And I was reading like 68 degrees is like a, a stop and a half pull, so it should mm-hmm. even itself out for the most part. So interesting. I should get, I should get some very, really cool tones. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. I'm gonna do some experimenting, and I might warm it up a little bit and go from there. So we'll see what happens. But I'm expecting warm it some, up, Chris. Yeah. Damn, I was about to say that, Ed. Nostradamus <laughs> got in there first. <laughs> I, I was I was waiting for you to finish it, bro. Yeah, I'm about to. Okay, a little go. late, but hey, hey, they're late and never right. Sorry, you have to hear all this, Ann. <laughs> Sorry, Ann. Again, the rambles. And you're probably Anne's thinking, like, what did I get myself into? Yeah, what <laughs> the hell are these dorks talking about? Yeah, I, blame, I haven't done. I blame Dustin. Anything? Thanks. I haven't done anything this week, so my week is pretty bland. I think I, I got. I told Mac I got a camera strap. Um, that's all I did. I got one of those little those little nylon camera straps and I put it on my best. I was tired of using the peak design system. I just don't trust it, man. Uh like swapping from camera to camera. I just always felt nervous about it. So I said, you know what, I'm just gonna go get some camera straps that I can attach to my camera and go from there and not deal with it anymore. So I did. And now I'm not using peak design anymore and I'm happy about it. That was my week. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah. I feel so great about it. It's like a whole new me.
So anyway, that's our weeks and what we've been up to. And have you done anything cool recently that we don't know about already because we haven't talked to you recently? Um, well, mostly this week I have been getting my truck ready to road trip down to Texas because the instant film conference or convention, Policon, is oh, happening yeah. mm-hmm. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, wow. yeah. So Very I've been cool. <clears throat> making sure that the truck is ready to go uh, and figuring out the cameras to bring and the film to bring and things like that. The good stuff. Have you been down to Policon right. before? I have, yes. So I've yeah, never. It's awesome. I, I heard about it last year um, when the film photo geeks were talking about it because it's in the Dallas Fort Worth area, right? And that's where they're located. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I haven't. I don't shoot a lot of Polaroid. Um, I have a. I tried to, and then I got just so frustrated with it. Um, yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> Yeah, but that's cool that they have their own little con. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Right on. So t- what, tell me about Policon. I've never heard of it. What the hell is that? Yeah, well, it's basically, okay, it's always, the kickoff of it is the first day of the State Fair of Texas. So okay. that's Friday night, um, and they get together and do a, meet up at the fair and walk around and take a group photo and just, you know, hang out. It's pretty low key. There's usually a scavenger hunt project that's, uh, that everyone's kind of, everyone who wants to is kind of working on, um, you know, trying to take photos that match the categories in the scavenger hunt thing. Oh, that's and then, and then it moves to Denton, which is north of Dallas for the rest of the time. And there are workshops and demos and panel discussions and photo walks and just, you know, a lot of hanging out and drinking beer and talking cameras. Um, It's, you know, it's, it's structured, but at the same time, it's pretty easygoing. And then, there's usually some kind of live event, like music event, uh, Saturday night. And then Sunday, there's more uh, workshops and demos. And then usually some kind of like a rap party. Very cool. That sounds so, amazing. Like, yeah, it's a good time. It's a really good time. Yeah. Who are like the people doing workshops and demos and stuff down there? Like, what kind of stuff do they have for that? Oh, there's, I'm trying to think, um, some, some from the past, um, like, I don't know if you know Ian Kasnoff, but, um, he does this really cool, he like basically turned a trailer that he pulls behind his truck into a camera. Like the trailer is a camera. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of wild. Um, and it was cool because like in his demo, it, like he took a, giant photo of my motorcycle so that was kind of awesome um and it's just neat to see his process and like you know see how he designed this whole thing um and then there's cyanotype stuff oh there are these wild guys called project barbatype that went around to like beard competitions 
and took oh, tintypes of the contestants and they demoed how they do their tintypes. That was really cool. Um, and in another guy who does tintypes, uh, Theory of Brian. Oh, I know. I and then there's the Denton Camera Exchange shop that's down there. And the owner of it, Armand, does 8x10, uh, uh, like a pop-up portrait studio with 8x10 Polaroids, which are kind of wild. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, and it's pretty limited stock on those. Uh, I do a journaling workshop. Um I'm trying to think what else. This year, I'm really excited because uh, there are a lot of people doing uh, different stuff, like the cyanotypes, like tintypes, like uh, large format instant film. Just, you know, neat stuff happening in the instant film community. So it goes way beyond just, you know, Polaroid stuff. Right. That's what I'm going to say. It sounds more like just like instant film super fun time versus just Polaroid exactly. festival. Yeah. yeah, like every time I go down, yeah. I'm like, I had no idea that this existed. You know, like this type of instant film existed. It sort of really expands your your understanding of what can be considered instant film. Yeah. Right. Man, those uh, yeah. 8x10 Polaroids are so freaking cool. They're amazing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get super jealous when I see people that um, like are shooting on that stuff because it's super super rare and it looks right. so good. Yeah, there was a documentary of a photographer out the East Coast. Uh, it's called The B Side with Elsa Dorfman, and she was a huge. Oh yeah. Was it? I think it was eight by ten. It was just big. So if you guys get a chance to watch that, I really enjoyed it. She's a, a lovely lady and just kind of funny at times and stuff like that. So she um, did, but yeah, much more than eight by ten, man. She was doing the oh. um, four foot Polaroid, like the one that had. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, it was like yeah. a, um, it, you had. It was like a chemical bath that it had to go through. Yeah, man, like life size yeah. Polaroids that she was taking. Netflix. Yeah, that's like this on. Ian Kasnoff guy. It was like a two foot by three foot thing that he was somehow pulling off, and it was just like, how do how do you do this? Yeah, an yeah. instant eight by ten oh. would be insane. It's like, hey, I just snapped an eight by ten. Here's the Polaroid of it. <laughs> right. That is. What does the camera look like that takes that damn body? <laughs> right Hold on, I gotta see this. Oh, I mean, crazy. the, the camera yeah, so, is just a large so format that, 8x10 camera. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, so, but oh, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you have to put it through its own machine yeah, it's got to its, uh, pull the chemicals. Yeah, it's got like right. this giant crank that you have to roll it through. Dude, and the cranks are like $2,000 on their own. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's man. not an easy process or like a cheap one to get into. Yeah. Elsa and then you never know like the film availability, yeah. Elsa yeah. Dorfman uses yeah. one of six inexistent 20 by 24 inch Polaroid cameras. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That I, Actually, I watched that documentary you were talking about, Ed, um, just a few months ago, and it was so freaking cool. 
wasn't it? Yeah. And she's yeah. super charming. I just, I just stumbled upon it. Yeah, she is. She is. Yeah, I definitely uh, recommend people go check that but, out. Yeah, that camera exchange that one in Denton—that's the one that Jason Lee uses for yes, all yes stuff. That's where it sounds. That's where it, it, uh, I follow him, so mm-hmm. I nerd out with the uh, with uh, Dave Seville from the Chipmunks. Ah. <laughs> all right, so here we go, guys. Uh, <laughs> wait, on, wait, did on... you guys not know that was Dave Seville from the Chipmunks? <laughs> what? Yeah, Dave yeah. Seville? Yeah. Jason Lee is Dave Seville yeah. from Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was like, what? Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I got kids, so I know these things. Oh, you're excited. <laughs> you got excited, Ed. I got excited, um, yes. Look, so I went to uspolaroidoriginals.com, and they have uh, – they, they sell the about 10s on the website. Uh, you can get a pack of 10 for $179.99. Basically oh, is it actually in stock? Oh, that's awesome uh, yeah, because a lot of times it's right out of stock. Oh, cool. Yeah. You can get a two-pack for 170 a pop. That is crazy. $17. It better be a, a damn important shot for 18 bucks a pop. But I think it's just cool to have it, I bet. Let's yeah. See, they got color and black and white. Yeah, that's what Jason Insane. Lee shoots a lot of his stuff on, is that 8x10 Polaroid. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm pretty, pretty sure that's what he shot a lot of his book that he sold recently on. Yeah, the color's out of stock. The black and white's in stock. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, could you imagine? Like I said, you first of all, you've got to shoot an 8x10, which is no right. like easy feat to lug around that sucker. And then you've yeah. got the the extra equipment that's got to go with it. And then you're $17 a shot, which honestly, for if we're, I don't think that's much different than shooting just regular 8x10 film though 8x10 film shots are pretty expensive especially if you're shooting in color yeah I was wondering about that because you know and then you figure that their other you know standard film shots are like 3 bucks a pop so if you're like well I mean an 8x10 is you know and you're done that's your development too because you know you don't have to develop it Mm -hmm. boom ready to go right there yeah that's not too bad so, Anne, what do you shoot? I know it's obviously instant, but... <clears throat> yeah, I, I do instant. Um, but then I also have been shooting with... I've been doing some medium format. I have a Bronica. And I also shoot the the Diana uh, for, for the 120 film. And then for 35 millimeter, I'm kind of partial to, I'm, I'm beer on the side of small for the most part. So I really like my Rolly 35. Uh, I have a couple of those and I like the Lomo LCA. Yeah. She's a fellow Lomographer like myself. <laughs> yeah. And since oh, yeah. I travel, I, you know, I tend to go with the small cameras uh, because I'm trying to, you know, easily carry them around and use them and put them away um so yeah that makes sense so mm-hmm. you mentioned Veronica. which model do you are you shooting the um six by six yes yes okay. yeah i was talking about veronica last week for as a cheaper entry to medium format and these guys instantly started pooing on it so it's nice to see somebody <laughs> who um actually uses it with success yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's, I, well, I, you know, I don't really have any other medium format cameras to compare it with. 
So maybe if, you know, if I had something fancy, I'd, you know, see the limitations of the Bronica. But uh, for me, as in, you know, an entry level camera, I think it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my 645 is a pretty cheap medium format camera. And Not right it, now. You got it. It does the job. Dude. Those things have skyrocketed in price. This kind of leads us into something we were going to talk about tonight. Um, what? Film resurgence. That's like, it's like starting to skyrocket. Um, we were it's talking about this control. before we got everybody else on the call, Mac and I, about how everybody is seems to be getting into film right now. Especially a lot of the big YouTubers who are, you know, digital channels. All of a sudden, are starting to put out digital content. But with that, they're showing all this new gear. And gear has skyrocketed in price lately. Um, not to have another super gas section of the show, but you're just talking about your 645 is a reasonable priced camera. Dude, that sucker is going for, like, the body, like, a, a 645, you have the um, the Pro TL, right? Or just the Pro? Just the Pro, yeah. So I was looking at the Pro, um, the Pro TL, and a single lens with the winder grip, and it was like nine hundred dollars for the Mamiya six forty five. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Dude, mm. I bought mine in like um, what? April. Maybe April. Yeah. Yeah, April, and I paid four fifty for a body and two lenses, and I have the auto advance, the um, the uh, metered prism, eye level mm-hmm. finder, um, and auto rewind advance. It's got everything. Yeah. It was like four hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah, man. When I when I bought my Hasselblad, I sold my Mamiya RB67. I sold my kit with um, five lenses, a body, two backs, two um, like a prism, uh, the waist level finder, and the pyramid finder um, for like six hundred bucks. I sold it for, and now like a kit like that will be eleven hundred dollars. And that, wow. that's been less than a year ago that I sold yeah. that kit. It's, Ridiculous. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and and the people were talk, we were talking about before we started recording, I think, or before we had you on, Amazon, so, like, there's, like, three prominent YouTubers who recently, who are, like I said, vi- either video or digital stills photographer, like Evan Ramped. He just did a um, video a shooting all film. A shooting slide film, yeah. too. He, he so, shot yeah, slide, slide film at night at for night, his first roll night. of film. <laughs> and Damn, then, um, dude is brave. I can't remember this. How, how did it yeah. look? He had like two good shots. It was way overexposed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, he could take it in Lightroom and down on the highlights. But anyway, it's his first roll. He, he just went swung yeah. for the fences. Though. I mean, right. slide film at night, 100 ISO film. <laughs> um, and then uh, this other guy, he's like a from like, <clears throat> a Nordic country, and he has like 900,000 followers. But he's all about like vlogging and video gear and just one video, one vlog. He's like, you know what, F it. I'm going to do a trip with my wife or whatever. I'm just going to shoot film. And it was amazing. And uh, that had a lot of views. And then who else shot film? And it was like, what? Uh, yeah, so all these people are shooting. Something you were talking about? Oh, f- yeah. What is this? Um, Franz Lazaro. So this dude, he's like an amazing photographer in Arizona, and he's like just crushing the digital game. And like, I saw him in his stories breaking out a Hasselblad, and I hit him up, and I was like, "Are you are you switching to film, dude?" And he's like, "I'm trying to." I was like, "I'm selling all my gear. This is done. There's yeah. really nothing left out here." 
Yeah. I mean, with people like him, we're going to come into film. He's an amazing photographer, and now he's just going to shoot it up with film. But that's really cool for everybody, though. But we all should brace for prices going up. Buy the shit you want now, but really mm-hmm. embrace mm-hmm. more people jumping on because they'll sell more film. Hopefully, yeah. more stocks come along. It's never going to be back where it was, but I think it's going to be less niche and like people are like, yeah, I shoot film. You know? Film obviously has a place right now. Look at what Fuji just did with the X Pro Three. They are trying to play into the whole film is popular again with that new camera. Great lead in, Dustin, for yeah. sure. The X Pro Three. Yep. I don't know if you guys. Great you know, lead in, yes. Yeah, so like they hide the LCD screen and that has like a little just like the three, you know, the, the exposure triangle stats on this back little postage stamp, or you can replace it with whatever film you're shooting, and it digitally shows you the box top of that film. Um, well, the film's so yeah. rad. It, yeah. Yeah. But it, exactly. It, it's like they, they've put this thing. There's no LCD screen unless you flip the little screen down. It's hidden, so you can't necessarily chimp your shots as soon as you take a look at it and they straight out said it's for film enthusiasts who also shoot a hybrid workflow or for people who are more into that street not looking at your camera type of shooting so and it looks like a film camera like straight up looks like a film camera you know they're, they're probably also looking at the fact that you know there's influencers like Matt Day and some of these other ones who are starting to or or at least show that you can digitize with a camera and he was using Fuji so maybe you know that could be another angle maybe a small angle but another angle that they can look at as far as saying okay well these film shooters at some point are going to want to digitize and why not just digitize with the with the Fuji film camera yeah yeah I mean, I'm buying one. From what I saw, they they got a lot of information and input from their Fuji X photographers on what they mm-hmm. wanted from that camera, what they wanted that system to be. So, um, it makes sense that it's it's stuff that people were looking for. Yep. Yep. And do you shoot any digital, or are you all analog? I'm all analog. I used to. Be nice. Well, except for my, I mean, if I count my iPhone, I don't know. Um, You know, I have to be honest about that. I do use my iPhone. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Are you going to get in on the new, like, three lens iPhone? No, I don't think so. um, Because I'm kind of not like a a phone and gadget gear head. Like, I more get into the analog gear. Yeah. So. You said you got one, Mac? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have an 8 Plus, so I'm a couple of years behind anyway, and I use my iPhone for my vlogs on my YouTube channel, so yeah. it makes sense for this upgrade mm-hmm. for me for personally. Sure. I got the 11 Pro, so yeah. it, the video on it apparently is great. Um, have you got so it? So, yeah, and then, uh, no, it arrives October 8th. So okay. long. Well, there's the new iPad also that's going to come out and has the three cameras, so you can why not just get one of those and be like a modern-day uh, viewfinder camera. I can just I can see him running around with his with his his iPad in a gimbal. Uh, dude, look, I haven't bought a digital camera since 2014, so it's gonna be crazy for me to buy the X Pro Three uh, next year. It'll have yeah. been a while, yeah. but it's worthy of buying. If I'm a film photographer, and if I want the convenience of digital, it it'll feel like it. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. Plus, it's it's got solid recording specs too. If you wanted to do your vlog with a digital camera like it does 4k mm-hmm. and 60 right. so you know yeah yep 
That's small. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, my only advice to you on that, Boca Bro, is <laughs> <laughs> is is I would wait a few months and just see how people find that stream as far as the sturdiness of it, uh, quality wise, like when they bring it yeah. down and that kind of stuff. But I'm assuming that it's not like your normal tilt and swivel back screens. So there's, you know, it doesn't have like just a, a little connector, you know, to so you can swivel it around it. I'm sure it's a bigger bar. So I'm sure it's going to be sturdy enough. But then it also has that little, one thing I noticed, it has that little ribbon that connects, I guess, the camera to the LCD. And that's similar to uh, like a ribbon they used to have in the old GA645. So um, that ribbon is exposed, so that could just be something to worry about as well. Man, you know, <laughs> I haven't looked at a screen in years, so I'm not, mm -hmm. I don't think I'd, I'd ever even really look at the LCD. And, yeah. and it has the EVF, so what right. you see is what you get right through the viewfinder. So yeah. I'm going to just roll with that. Yeah. And I'm not chimp now because there's no chimping on the film mm -hmm. camera. So yeah, I'm good. The only thing, I, I kind of wish they would have bumped up the sensor, you know, yeah. if, if they were going to do something instead of just staying on the same sensor as the X-T3. But then again, for X-T3 users, I mean, that's, you know, any refinements they do to that autofocus and that kind yeah. of stuff, but you, uh, also you guys will to, end up getting that. You also have to think, Ed, this, the X-T3 was the first camera to come out with that new sensor. So mm -hmm. it doesn't make a lot of sense for Fuji to drop that sensor and then say, okay, here's a new camera and a new sensor. But that's what Ed's, they've always done. That's what everybody's always done. It's chasing mega pickles. That's what he's doing. Yeah. He's like, I want more no. mega pickles. No, you know what? I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I, I decided I'm gonna stay behind. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay in the 24 mega. Oh man, that's gonna suck. Center. No, oh, you're, a no. Fuji, you're a Fuji digital fanboy. You I know am, you need it. Oh yeah, I'm a fanboy to heart. I mean, yeah, but I, I, I'm 20% digital, 80% film. So okay. Hey, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. No, I think I'm going to stay behind and maybe just wait for the XE4 to come out. Or just buy mine when I hate it, you know, three months after and get like a $500 discount. So that was the other thing I was going to tell you, dude, is just wait for people who have buyer's remorse and be like, yeah, I'll take it from you for 200 bucks off or 300 bucks yeah. off. Yeah. That sounds mm -hmm. like a plan. Yep. Down. Great camera. I can't wait to see it, though. I'll, I'll, no. I'll even rent it if I have to to shoot it just for a minute just to see what it's like. Yeah, Bartosek is renting an X Pro two this weekend, or for his weekend trip to New York, just to see if he likes it. I'm I, I've I've influenced so many regular film normal film shows into buying Fuji now, and the devil. Everyone is is <laughs> dropping and buying some Fuji, just like the Kodak Gold. Damn it, Ed. <laughs> you're a bad Ed's influence. An, Ed's an influencer. He's exactly. a, I, really I, is. He's a negative influencer, influencer yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't say that because a lot of you know I'm still pushing go He's pushing a, film so. He's a negative balance influencer, I'll tell you that. I am the is. gas. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you so, are. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Let's 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 get back to film. Yeah, let's get this yeah. back on track. We've <laughs> talked way too much about digital. This is not a digital photography podcast. No. Um, yeah. Especially when our guest doesn't even shoot film and she's the reason we have a show tonight. <laughs> I mean so. digital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Let's talk. So something that really caught my eye on your page are your little notebooks that you do, like your travel logs and stuff. They're so rad. And the most recent post that you did is your Policon one. Like, what inspired you to start doing those? Like, 
you want to like walk us through kind of like your process in doing these because they're so unique looking. I haven't seen anything like this before. It seems like such a cool way to journal what you're doing and you know like keep track of your stuff and it's like a artsy little thing. Do you share them or do you just like kind of keep it to yourself? No, I share them like um yeah, I mean, you know, to whoever wants to see them. Um I don't like, you know, push them on everybody I, I meet. But, yeah, I totally uh, am cool with other people, you know, flipping through them. Like, I'm, I'm bringing them to Policon for the workshop that I'm doing just to kind of show the variety of stuff. Um, and it's funny because it's like, I don't know, I think everyone kind of has this thing in their life where there was something that you were made to do as a kid, and so you resented the crap out of it. And for me, that was when we took family road trips, I had to keep like a diary. And it was the worst, like every night sitting down and having to write in this diary um, and trying to remember stuff and, you know, just like fighting with my mom about it because, you know, she'd be wanting us to write, you know, stuff and we didn't want to do it and, you know, whatever. It was just a battle. Um, every summer vacation and so then I really resisted it for a while and and then of course now it's like totally what I love to do on vacation um, so I've come like full circle now um, but I don't make my kids do it so I feel like I'm I'm winning on that um, but uh, no it's just super fun because um, I had tried like when we took family vacations I would shoot film and then there was one family vacation where I did get a digital camera because we were traveling for a month in Scandinavia with three kids and just backpacks. And I was like, okay, I don't think I can take film, so I'm going to take a digital camera and just, you know, some of those cards. This is like way back when digital cameras were kind of new. And, but then I never did anything with the photos when I got home. And then down the road, I saw instant film and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I never got to use this growing up. Like, I had cameras growing up. Like, my parents were big into, into taking photos. But, um, but they poo-pooed Polaroid. Um, so I never got to use it. So I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to shoot now because this looks really cool and I've never gotten to do it. And I just kind of felt like it just all clicked like it just felt really fun on vacation to be taking these photos that came right out of the camera and then I could you know stick them onto a page and write stuff around them as I went uh, and just instead of the agony of you know when you get home and then you're sorting through your photos and trying to remember what you took a picture of and why you took 10 different pictures of this thing that doesn't look very interesting right now in, in retrospect. Um, so it just, I don't know, it just got kind of fun. And like my style has loosened up a lot. Like I used to be really particular and worry about getting everything right. And now we can probably see from like the Policon one, like it's pretty haphazard. Um, and I just, I like it that way. You you say that, but it doesn't it doesn't really look haphazard. It's it's like this super. It it looks like super put together and organized. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I well, thank you. Um, no, I mean, like, I used to like, you know, make lines so that my printing was straight and like worry about stuff like that and like, oh, did I, you know, I don't know, just, you know, get bogged down in all the, you know, little stuff that just doesn't matter. And now I have a, you know, I deal with just, yeah, that's, that's good. Like, I'll just put it down there and I'm just happy that it's down on the page. And, and that's what I try to get across, like in my workshop, when I, when I do this with other people is just like, ignore all of your hangups about like, I don't like my handwriting, or I don't know what to say, or "Ah, it's a blank page. And I'm just like, just go for it. There are no mistakes. There's no wrong, whatever, just do whatever you want. And like, you know, put anything you want down on that page. Yeah, I like how some of them you kind of like paint colors around the colors of, that like match the colors of the image. And um, you have like one of like a, it looks like a redwood, I guess. Uh, that was really cool. They're just, it, it kind of struck me because most photographers' pages, you know, it's just their, their um, photography. But yours seems to just have more. I guess just art to your photography in a way. Yeah, I get. Yeah, it's fun. I just didn't want the photos, like it, I don't know. We always talk about how film is so much, um, so cool because it's tangible. And then I, mm-hmm. you know, I got to thinking, like, well, is it really that different if you're, you know, like with digital, your photos are all just sitting on your computer. And I was like, yeah, but, like, if your film photos are just sitting in a box under your bed, like, is that really better? You know? So I wanted to, like, do stuff with them. And some, like, I have friends who will be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you put that photo in the sand. Or I can't believe, you know, like, there's fingerprints all over that photo. Or you drew on it. Or, like, (laughs) you know, you stapled Mm it. I'm like, that's okay, because it's my photo. And, you know, like, I want to use the photo, and I want to enjoy the photo. And if that means, like, I'm just going to stick it somewhere, and when somebody, you know, reads my journal, they, you know, smudge the photo or, like, put a finger on it, I don't care, you know? Like, that's kind of what I like about it, is that it's it's messy and imperfect. Um, and it's, and it's like genuinely tangible. Like I like touching it and I like other people touching it. Yeah. It's like this yeah, super, super tangible zine, like almost like yeah. the most, the most zine of zines I've seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just the OG zine. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's, they're so rad. Like I'm looking through, I'm like, this is like the one of the coolest things I've seen people do with their photography. Like no joke, I'm like genuinely enthused about this because I'm. It's such a cool idea. I've never seen anything, mm-hmm. anything like it. Oh well, thank you. I really appreciate mm. that. Yeah, I got to show some of this stuff to my to my oldest kid because she she loves to draw and she likes to take photos and stuff like that and and um, I think I might have mentioned your stuff there before. Um, you know, when we met at the Paideia and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it just, I think she could really do some stuff. I mean, just knowing her and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this is pretty cool. That's um, awesome. That would be, yeah. be really cool if she did that. And yeah. a lot of it, you're, you're doing on instant film, like Fuji Instax, which that's usually the first camera people give to their children in this modern day anyway, because it's fairly cheap to shoot the film and the cameras are like $30. 
Exactly. Yeah. Mm. No, it was really gratifying, like, last year at, because uh, I've done this workshop, like, every year at Policon, and last year I was sort of like, oh, I should just skip it. Like, everyone knows this stuff. Like, they're, you know, we don't, we don't need to rehash this. But it was really gratifying when so many people came up to me and were telling me how they had been to my workshop the year before and it had inspired them to, you know, start their kids with a journal and an Instax camera. And then they were showing me the stuff that they and their kids had done with it. And I was just, I was so blown away. I was like, this is so much better than anything I've ever done, you know. Um, it was just all this creativity um, and fun that they mm -hmm. had had with their, with their kids you know, working on these projects, you know, when they took family road trips or just, you know, shooting stuff around the house and encouraging their kids to like stick it in the book and write something about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. I think that's like, it's, that's the word I was looking for is just like fun. It, they're, they're just so fun looking at these pages. Um, and one of the things I like is you do a lot of Polaroid transfers. Um, I've tried this with the Polaroid originals. What is your success rate doing Polaroid transfers with this? Yeah, film? it totally, okay, it totally depends on the, like, the production date, the batch of, of the film. Um, and I don't, I haven't figured it out because when I've asked Polaroid originals about it, they're really vague like, oh, there's no difference. Like, it's all this. I'm like, no, there's definitely a difference. Like, some of them, you'll go to lift it, and it's like a piece of cake. It's almost like yep. the old Impossible Project film. And others, you're just like, well, this is ruined. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, like, there is just, there's something, there's some extra layer in it that um, makes it really hard to have the mylar and the emulsion separate. Um, but I have found, once I sort of figured out that that was the problem the key that now I have like almost I would say it's like a 95% success rate now is time like it can it used to be that they wouldn't take very long at all to soak in there and have the emulsion come loose and now it's like sometimes I leave it overnight um oh, wow. and it just yeah, it just like really needs that time for whatever that layer is. And you can kind of see in the water, it turns, the water turns this like pinkish color, like really faint pink. And that means that whatever that goo is that tends to wreak havoc, that that has finally like broken down and given up the fight. Gotcha. See, that's good. I was having hell with it. I did, I was doing them for a little while and I quit doing them. And that's kind of when I've, fell out of love with my Polaroid because that's what I liked doing was taking the Polaroids and then cutting them open and doing the emulsion lifts and moving yeah, it over to sure. watercolor paper that I would like paint the backing on and I always shot I mostly shoot the black and white Polaroid so I do like yeah. watercolors behind the thing and then do the emulsion lift over the top of that oh beautiful and I just I, I was fighting them I could never get any to work anymore and I was ruining so many shots I just got fed up with it yeah yeah, and you also, the with the Impossible Project film and even the early on Polaroid originals, you could, you had a pretty wide window where you could wait to lift it. And now it's like, you really do need to do it like within an hour of when you've shot the image. So like, it's had that 
20 minutes to half an hour to develop. And then you don't really want to give it any more than a half an hour beyond that. Um, wow. And I don't, I don't know why exactly. Like, I don't know what about the chemistry kind of, you know, fixes, you know, after that point. But it just becomes really, really difficult after that point. That's interesting. Have you ever tried it with the Instax film? Yeah, you can't do it with the Instax, although I have seen um, other cool things that you can do with the Instax instead. Like I saw something, I haven't tried it yet, but a friend sent me um, like a link for a demo on how you can kind of do a transparency effect with the Instax. And I think it involves, you know, separating it, but then doing an extra step. Cause I know, I guess sometimes I'll like deconstruct them and then stitch them onto a page or something like that. But I think this was something a little bit more that I, I really want to figure out. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't, I, I, I played around with a couple and that was, <laughs> I didn't know if it was just me screwing up with them or not, but that's, that's comforting to hear that it's, not just me that <laughs> yeah, the film doesn't play yeah. well with others. I don't yeah, there's something different about it. Um it's a different chemistry. Um like you know with the with the Polaroid stuff when you when you deconstruct it, um, you know, the goo on the back is white. Um and with the Instax it's black. Um right. and so I don't know it, mm. there just must be something like radically different about you'd think that the chemistries would be similar given, you know, sort of that they're similar you know the pods are self-contained and all that and you'd think it would be pretty pretty basic like development chemistry stuff but it, it must be super different yeah i have a conspiracy that I've, I've never shared with anybody else but i i really think that the instax form the like formula and stuff they're using is the same stuff from the pack film because if you look at it they have a very similar um like color palette and Whoa. everything and they both look a lot of like so i i i with no information to um substantiate this claim think that pack film is what uh the formula they use for that um instax stuff no no i so think you're onto something because no. the um, okay if you you know the whole black hole sun thing like if you shoot at the sun or you get like a reflection like in a car chrome or like off the water or whatever, you know, on the Instax, it gives you this black dot or, you know, yeah. area where it's like flared up and it's like the film just can't handle, you know, anything. The exact same thing happens on pack film. It doesn't happen on Polaroid originals. Like, you can shoot straight in the sun and you can get, like, really cool, you know, sun flare and stuff like that. But if you do that with Instax or with pack film, it's just black. Right. So, so I yep. think I think you're, that kind of, you know, goes in with your theory. Hmm. I see. I didn't realize it. I've never got an opportunity to shoot the pack film. I just know from the images that I've seen from it, they look super, super similar. Um, but I have noticed that the the... I was out shooting in the snow when we had this random blizzard in Atlanta two years ago um, with my Instax wide, and I kept noticing that I was getting a lot of black on my highlights. Yep. Yeah, for yeah. sure, because of the sun bouncing <clears throat> off the snow, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I have noticed yep. something else when, I'm, when I have stuff like that. 
um, I started using the Instax printer, and I've even on blown highlights, the printer doesn't go black on you. Right. Which is pretty. Cool. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You're onto something, buddy. <laughs> we need to investigate this further. Yeah, I love that little yep. Instax printer. I, I was just printing off stuff on it tonight. I, I, I love that thing. It's amazing. I think. I'm yeah, gonna... that is kind of fun. Yeah, I think I'm gonna make like, um, cause you know what, I was playing around on the iPad app for it. Uh, I think I'm gonna make like some business cards and just use it and print them oh out my God. on Instax. Yeah, I've done that. I've taken like images and this is like huge for me because I am so terrible at anything involving technology and like, you know, uh, apps and whatever. But I did figure out how to like take one of my images and then overlay text on it to make business mm -hmm. cards that I was printing on like the little Instax things. It's super fun. And everyone's like, wow, this is such a rad idea. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a... It it's so much fun to play on the Instax, and I love how mm -hmm. it's so consistent, and you know what you're going to get. And if you have a decent camera, that's what, what makes me so bummed out is Fuji. Like, the Instax Neo 90 is very close to being a decent camera, but it's still not yeah, quite for there sure. yet. But yeah, exactly. If you just, yeah, if you need to get the out, Leica so for it. Oh, my goodness. If, <laughs> <laughs> if they would just put out a decent camera with it, it would be so much better. Like, I know Mint has their um, their TL70, and I've seen that you have one of those, and you've shot with it. Yeah, that's be that's beautiful, yeah. And, and, and also, RF7. I haven't used... Yeah, I haven't used that. Well, I've I've used somebody else's. Like yeah. I've you know I've gotten to shoot with somebody else's, and it's it's a gorgeous experience. Um, it's just yeah, I don't understand. Like Fuji makes such great film, but for some reason it doesn't want to really invest the the time into making a good camera. I guess they figure that their target audience, you know, really just wants to trade in the film right. they don't really care about you know the shooting experience They're, it's like good enough that they can take selfies and it's it's frustrating because like i think that they could have a whole different audience if they would come out with some really good cameras yeah yeah i, I keep waiting for lomo to finally give us something that like they they obviously have the best cameras for the fuji line um for like the a decent price at least because those the mint cameras as fantastic as they are they are super price prohibitive you have to be super super serious about shooting instant mm. film to drop what it's like four hundred dollars on the the tl70 and eight eight right. nine hundred on the oh RF. i think it's like 900 on that yeah yeah not that it's RF. not worth it but it's just like ooh, no that's, that's kind of right. steep you exactly know? Like, it seems like it would be super worth it if if that's like your format but I just can't afford it, you know. That's uh, you're almost yeah. asking Hasselblad prices at that point. Right, exactly. Which exactly. one is nine hundred dollars? Yeah. What's the, the model? It's RF It's their wide. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first yeah. full manual rangefinder instant camera. It's got a, a three point five lens, um, full manual control, and it's beautiful. It's like a folding rangefinder. It looks like the um. The old Voigtlander Bessas and like the original Bessas, the six by nine ones, and uh, or like the G, the what is it, the Fuji GF six seventies. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it mm -hmm. looks like. One of those guys. 
or like the GS six four five, the one with the uh, bellows mm-hmm. in it. Have mm-hmm. you seen that one? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful camera, and like the results I see from it when I see people posting, I'm just blown away. Like yeah. the the picture quality is so good, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and it's just like wow, that's what you can get when you pair this good film with a really good camera you know that that's what you can get you know you've got like actual depth of field in your in the Mm -hmm. shots and they're nice and crisp and clear and you know you kind of just want to support the guy who runs it gary he's like every time i've seen him he just seems like such a nice genuine dude he really cares you know he does amazing work on polaroids like bringing them back to life Uh, oh exactly all his sx70 stuff yeah yeah, it's amazing So, like, you want to be able to support the engineering that the guy has put in. It's just hard to because it costs a lot of money. And you know that it's worth it because he put a lot of time and resources into that. But it's just not in my budget, unfortunately. Yeah. No, same. Yeah. Well, I keep wanting them to do one for the square because that's sort of, like... That's like my gold. I'm like the Goldilocks of Instax. Like the the mini's like too small, the wide is a little too big, but the square is like such a good sweet spot. Um, and yet there there just aren't that many cameras for it. And I keep thinking that Mint should just step in and and do something fantastic for that. Well, you know, if you if you would buy a Fuji X camera, you could always print <laughs> to a square printer. Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> That is true. That is true. That's the other beauty that no other uh, company can provide is yeah. you know that the be you know the able uh, the ability to print to to those printers and stuff like that. So and that's yeah. what I do a lot of the time. I I will print it directly from my camera <laughs> to the printer, and it's so cool to have like to f- be shooting analog digitally. I suppose it's so it's so weird yeah. To say no, that, that's but, a great idea. But that's I'll, yeah. I will shoot the shots with the intentions of them going straight to the printer to be printed out. Um, yeah. And the film sims in the camera, you can pretty much get it exactly how you want it, and it comes out like a half of stop underexposed versus what you actually had in the camera. But you know, big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I heard Gary talking on another podcast about how he was working. Uh, it was when he was promoting the um, the new Roloflex version of the TL70 about oh, yeah, yeah. working on a square format version of that camera. So it's, I oh, think God. they have it in the works, and it, it'll come out one day. Yeah, that would be awesome. It would be nice if Roly would come out with that model, right? Cause just to kind of, you know, they... It's a square camera, anyway. Well, I mean, they partnered so, up, so they partnered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would it would come out probably with the Roly badge on it, just like that last TL seventy mm-hmm. did, the V three. Yeah. And I heard that they just get yep. better. That he just makes that camera better and better every time. Yeah, that camera is a joy to shoot. I heard it's a little difficult to get used to. Yeah, it was a little, you know. Um, that and that it's funny though because that's what kind of got me in thinking about film versus just instant film because the whole process of it was really interesting like i'd never had to look down into a camera before um which i know sounds weird um but i i just never had um and then it just sort of you know got me thinking about about other things 
Um, but yeah, it's it's actually pretty. I mean, you do have to stop and think and slow down more with it um, as far as setting everything on it because um, it's much more manual. Um, but but once you kind of get the hang of it, it's it's really enjoyable and, and easy and quick. That's so cool. They they look mm-hmm. super super cool. And that's the other thing, like everyone will stop you and, you know, be like, what is that? You know, and, and, uh, yeah, it's like a huge, and people who might otherwise, you know, if you say like, oh, can I take your picture? They sort of look at you wary. Like everyone wants a picture from that camera because they just think the camera looks so, like the camera itself is inviting, you know, that, that, that they kind of drop their guard about, you know, like, oh, you're taking my picture. And they just think like, oh, my gosh, you're going to do something for me with that camera. Like, you know. Yeah, I 100% get that. I've talked about it on a previous show about I have a Yashica Mat 124 that, you know, looks pretty much identical. Granted, it's not um, instant, but uh, it's the same way. Like, people will see it and they just want to talk to you. It's not a camera that I can take out when I'm feeling introverted and I don't want to talk to people because <laughs> it just, you, you can't do it. Like they're gonna come up and talk to you when you have that camera. Everybody's yeah, so intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I need the instant con RF70. I've been. Uh, I know, you, <laughs> like we all need it. <laughs> I've been doing some googling and uh, yeah, it looks like that's gonna need to be a purchase. It's so cool. And like yeah, once amazing. I held it in my hands, like I gotta say, it feels so good in your hands. <laughs> I mean, the craftsmanship on it's ridiculous too. Yeah. Yeah. The lens. Yeah, man. Shutter speed up to five hundred. It's got bold and program. It's a, man. Instax is eight hundred speed, right? And that's across the board yeah. with their color and their black and white. So you've yeah. got a pretty yeah. good. Um, fast film with it too so and, I, and it has a pc sync core um port on that rf72 yeah oh i forgot about that yeah you can do flash with that so you could do flash with it you can do off camera flash with it right right which I'm just gonna buy steps a freaking it up to a instant camera and a digital camera life's terrible <laughs> Man, i'm just sitting here looking like something I, the one thing that i have done like semi-film related this week is started organizing my cameras to start taking photos to sell them. And I was like, you know, I want to get this little Canon piece. I'll have a beater rangefinder to take with me because I, I, my Voigtlander feels like almost fragile sometimes. And I just want like something with a little heft that I can just toss in my bag and go. And now I'm like, how much can I, can I sell enough to get an RF 70? <laughs> you know, like you guys are a terrible influence because I have like I had just about like talked myself out of it. Like I don't need this. Like I want it, but I don't need it. Now I'm back to like I need it. <laughs> I think everyone needs Sorry. it. Actually, looking at it, I mean, just I'm it's watching so this cool. um yeah YouTube video analog things, and this dude is just like walking around this college campus or whatever, and he's just like crushing uh the, some in stacks film i mean he's going through two boxes yeah mm-hmm. but kids got a 900 hundred dollar camera oh, and 80 billion else, dollars in film if you it probably would be easy for you to do because you have a large you have you have pretty good engagement um mint gives you free film for life if you buy a camera from them That's yeah true. yeah yeah so if you post i mean there are there are a couple like you know there's some fine print but yeah it's, you have to post it's a, good like, deal. So a picture every i think it's like every week that has to have a certain amount of likes that and, and tag them in it, but they'll send you a box a month, man. Yeah. Yeah, I need that. 
You got to do, do it, Bucket, bro. Then then Dustin and I can, uh, can borrow it. Yeah. Oh, man, I missed Ed. Yeah. You got you to you do it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be our uh, guinea You're selling off all your autofocus gear. Just buy a RF-70 now. Man, I'll tell you what. Uh, that model shoot this week though it scared me about manual focus i think it's just because i'm using a 35 like my 50 millimeter f12 i mean i just crush it with that it's like so natural this lens is so new and like i said so far away so i'm not even gonna i don't want to admit it but i mean i bought a 35 millimeter f1.4 and i shot that thing at like 28 f4 the whole shoot almost no, that's not even bocalicious at all that's not boca bro at all man i'm sorry guys i'm apologizing in advance <laughs> Man. You're gonna see in the your YouTube video yeah. too. No, 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 no. I'm shooting with the 51.2 tomorrow just to regain my Boca Pro status. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I was like, holy crap, I'm struggling. I was like, why am I struggling to focus? And I was like, okay, it's 35. Just get closer, because yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I need. Yeah, it's tough, man. I was rusty for sure. I know that model was like, what the hell is this guy doing? Does he even know what he's doing? I was like, yeah, I do. I got this. All right. I shot uh, three rolls of Fuji Pro 400H and one roll of something I can't even talk about for a while. I'm so pumped. Oh, dude, I can't wait for you guys to see that. Wait, what? Uh, Yeah, I had a test roll of something, guys, and it was amazing. What a punk. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for holding dude. out on us. Yeah, dude. thanks for holding out on Man, us. Keep dude, I've been, us. I've been fucking dying. I'm sorry. I for, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you. I got some film, but yeah, I got some film. I shot it. I got two rolls of it, and I could only shoot one on the shoot. I mean, it, it's tough to be like, hey, can I shoot this experimental film with you? You know, when we're, I've only got two hours with her, and yeah, yeah, it, it would have been weird. So I, I just happened to have the Nikon FE2 loaded up with it, so I would just pull that out, and I had the 51 to one. I just crack. I'd be, hey, let me shoot a few of these these shots here and she didn't know because both cameras look the exact same right and she just was like you're shooting film yeah she didn't even know i was shooting film until i opened the back of the camera and she was like oh okay <laughs> um but yeah yeah so i, I shot <laughs> yeah. the whole film and she was thinking yeah, yeah. uh yeah i'm never gonna get these <laughs> this guy's gonna wait forever <laughs> that's exactly what she was <laughs> thinking <laughs> yeah where she went but dude yeah i shot four rolls in two hours so i was freaking going through it nice, and dude. Uh, i didn't I did not. I'm not developing this film myself. Well, the one test roll I have to send back to the people. They'll develop it. Uh, but the rolls of Fuji Pro 400H, I'm sending that to the fine lab for sure. I don't want to mess around. With, I haven't developed 400H in a while, and I've only been developing black and white here recently because uh, you guys got me into on a black and white kick where I'm just yes. shooting a shit ton of it. I knew you would get into it once you started yep. shooting it more. Seriously, it's it's good stuff. And you do you what, develop man? at home? I yeah, don't absolutely. yet. Um, I oh, th- no. That's why in the beginning I was totally um, sort of mesmerized by by your conversation because I don't yet. Uh, but it is something that I want to get into. And Her photos develop at runtime. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. She doesn't need sticking chemicals. She <laughs> happens magically. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> It's almost like um, showing the back of the camera as a digital photographer. You just have to wait just a, f- a few, few more minutes. And they're like, hey, can I see what that photo looked like? You're, and like as a film photographer, normally you're like, nah, you ain't going to see that shit for two weeks. Anne's like, can you just hang out for two minutes? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know? And there it is. Yeah. yeah it was and so funny. I was at a football game laser. the other night, and, um, and I had a Polaroid. I had the SLR 680 with me. 
And, uh, and I pulled it out. Next thing I know, there are these kids all around me. <laughs> They're like, what is that? What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, it's a camera. I'm trying to explain it. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll take some pictures of you guys, you know. So I'm taking their portraits and they're just, they're totally intrigued with this whole thing. But I realized that there's this funny disconnect, you know, with, with these kids because I was trying to explain to them, like, well, you just, like, put the photo, like, first don't shake it. Um, but then, like, just put it in your pocket. Like, it has to develop. And they're like, develop? <laughs> so it's like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Man. Well, instant photography. I need some of that in my life, though. That would be rad to have on a shoot, you know, because, like, yeah, like I was I was joking about it earlier, but really, you know, you can tell that the subject would like to see some of it. So I could, like, give some positive reassurance that things are going well if I could show them a somewhat instant photo and be like, look, yeah, we're doing good, you know? Yeah, totally. Mac, I have an SX-70 I'll hook you up with. But it needs a CLA. But I'll I'll sell it to you for what I paid for it. I'll talk to you after right, the show. I'll if talk you're about interested. It yeah. There we go. Hey, who, we got I, deals happening. I can send it to Brooklyn Brooklyn Camera Repair or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, Brooklyn Film Camera. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. See. There we go. I've thought about this once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> I just never pulled the trigger because it was always some other sexy Nikon calling my name, mm. and I was like, you know what? That Nikon's gonna get these Benjamins right now. Or you can just uh, save your money and get that RF-70, man. That's true. I need to talk to men about that and be like, here's the deal. We need to work this out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so Ann, some of your uh, journals are freaking amazing. There's this one. It's uh, go jump in a lake, and it's like you have rings as the binding for the, the album, I guess. And what's really rad is it's like the Fuji Instax and you have like the corner holders on the top left and bottom right of three successive shots. Oh yeah. Yeah. To the lake. Yeah. You took it a long time ago. It was like April 30th, 2016. Yeah. I was guessing my God's an oldie. Yeah. Yeah. Man, but I love that. That would be a super rad album to like, Hey, if I took a weekend trip to the mountains to take Fuji Instax, have an album like this, but like, did you, you custom made that? Yeah. 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 Um, It's all typed. It's very specific. That's amazing. Yeah, I um, yeah, no, it's super easy. Actually, they're like one. It's one of the styles that I was bringing to Policon to give away in the workshop. Um, is so, is the so ring point? So you so you got to get to Policon. Yeah, is is, is oh, the plan on the way, Anne. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> is that three different shots? I'm assuming because like there's I don't know any Instax with rapid fire that could grab a right. child jumping into a lake. <laughs> yeah. No, luckily my my kid was more than happy to keep jumping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It Just was, go over yeah, there and jump a couple of times. I was like, you know, he'd do it once, and I'd be like, okay, let's do it again. <laughs> and it just happened that, like, you know, because I was trying to do something. I don't even remember what. This was, like, back when I first started shooting instant film, and I would get so stubborn. Like, I hadn't quite gotten out of the digital mindset you know, of like, this is what I think it should look like. And I'm going to keep shooting until it looks like that. Mm-hmm. And that works with digital, but it is the most like cost ineffective and just lame thing to do with instant film. Um, Cause then you have this giant stack of stuff and you're like, huh, okay, well that was dumb. Um, <laughs> you know, but so, 
so I <laughs> so so I had taken these photos of him and I don't know I don't even remember like what I was trying to capture but later when I looked back at them I'm like oh this is really cool because like there's this kind like if I line them up there's this really fun progression like like that's what I should have been thinking about instead of like this this idea in my head and being so rigid about it um so yeah uh, that's how that one came about i like the way you share your instant photography on here too you you take you show the instant photo in front of the scene that you actually took it in front of oh yeah yeah that actually I, i have like a confession to make about that um that started because um i didn't know how to scan photos (laughs) photos <laughs> uh, I didn't know how to operate a scanner so I was trying to figure out like how to take a photo of the photo to share it on Instagram and it looked really lame just kind of like you know sticking it on the ground and shooting from above um, they just looked kind of flat and right. so then I was like well maybe I need to give it context like maybe maybe that'll you know make it look you know, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so that's how that came about. And then, cause it, at first I just kind of like held it up and then I was like, Oh, it's kind of fun if you can try to like match it. And it takes a little while to like line things up. Um, and so it became this, this kind of weird exercise that was totally born out of my, you know, technology ignorance. I mean, it worked out. It's, it's so rad. It- it it gives them it does it gives them a life yeah exactly exactly that it, yeah it, it it it's such an interesting way to show the film yeah I think um I, I and I I've seen that technique before and then I I actually started to use that a while back ago because I I think there's a hashtag out there something like window and window or yeah w- yeah there window was... something yeah. There is right. one, yeah, exactly. Like instant yeah. windows, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, or, something yeah. like that. And I remember seeing it on the Lomo community as well. And so then I started using their Lomo app just to, um, you know, just to help you line it up, I guess, because they have frame lines and stuff like that. Um, oh, they do? I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. So you used, uh, and then if you have a, a Lomo home, yeah, I do. You can, yeah. you can just upload it, it'll just upload it to your Lomo home somewhere. Oh, I should check this well. out because I have the Lomo yeah. Home thing, but I didn't, like, yeah, this is like an untapped, mm-hmm. you know, thing here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I dig that. Yeah. So something else that sticks out, and it's, you know, it's uh, you, you've talked about traveling and going all these places, um, but I really have been digging these shots that you took with this Lomo Purple. Um, mm-hmm. in the middle of oh, Morocco, man. it's yeah. like, that is the perfect environment for that film. Yeah, it worked so well. I w- I wasn't sure, you know, how it was going to be, um, especially because like when it arrived, like I you know I ordered it and I wasn't sure if it was going to get here in time to then take it on the trip. And then I was I was freaking out because I left an eighteen year old at home unsupervised for a couple of weeks before that and he just stopped getting the mail so the film (laughs) was out in our mailbox just like cooking in this kansas heat and i was like oh my gosh like i'm taking this film and i don't even know like 
how it's going to be if it's been totally messed up from like, you know, baking in our mailbox for two weeks, you know, but it was fine. It was awesome. It was, it was so cool. I was so glad that that's what I decided to, to use it for. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so cool because all of the pinks and stuff and like the, the reds obviously turned like this pink color. And so everything in the desert has like this really rad pink tone and then you have like the sand dunes yep. it just looks like this this cotton candy that the camels are walking across and um, yeah. the mosque is such a cool shot like i love oh yeah yeah man the the colors in that thing it almost looks like a digital <clears throat> like drawing almost or something the way that the colors are yeah yeah yeah, yeah no, hats I, off to them for that film. That film yeah, was just amazing. Exactly. I was really enjoying your your photos you were taking on the uh, on, on that trip when I was uh, when you started posting this stuff up. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this stuff is just awesome. It yeah, inspired my uh, my Loma Chrome urge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I came right home and I was like, I need more of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you should a I lot of their their new one, the Metropolis. Uh, I think that's oh. that the new one that they've got. Yeah, that's the new I one that's coming out that next stuff. year. Yeah. Or the Kickstarter, yeah. Yes, yes. You shoot a lot of cool films, so do you shoot? Um, is that like all you really go for, or like the double and stuff like that? No, at first when I started out, I was going to be this purist, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to use Kodak Portra for color, and I'm just going to use the Ilford for black and white. And then I I splurged, well, you know, for me it was a splurge, on the Lomo LCA camera, and I was like, okay, this is going to be my designated, like, weird film camera. Um, So I'm just going to put, like, anything I want in there. And so, but then, like, that turned out to be the most fun camera Mm -hmm. to shoot. Um, and just like the easiest, um, you know, to just like pull out of my bag and, and, and just quick, you know, fire something off. Um, so it's gotten the most, the most mileage and, you know, because that's the wonky film camera, then yeah, you see a lot of like the double, um, and then the Loma Chrome, yeah, coming out of there. I mean, that seems to be the, that whole movement you know so you, you kind of like unintentionally made yourself part of the lomo style <laughs> yeah yes which works i mean you know it's cool because the shots are rad i don't i don't know that i could that they would look the same coming out of my minolta or in my voigtlander or anything like that yeah yeah there's something it's like it's like a, just a fun quirky combo um with with that camera and then mm the weird films it's a cool film yeah. i think i might pick one up before there's a music festival that i go to every single oh, year oh that would be Atlanta. awesome and i usually take my xa2 but i think i'm gonna um after this past year i always take black and white film and my xa2 and i think this year i'm gonna i'm gonna pick up an xa and go with some color film maybe even some double because music festival with double film just oh like yeah totally or that What's the other one? I haven't shot it yet, but I see people doing it, like Psychedelic Blues. Oh, yeah, the Revlog. Yeah. Yeah, Is that the... Okay, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I think that one would be fun. Yeah, something like that. Because I I got some really awesome... uh, Tame Impala, I don't know if you guys know who that is. 
but um, there's this band Tame Impala, and they're from Australia, and they do like this real like psychedelic rock music, um, and they closed out the show this past year, and there was all these cool like lasers and like the the, oh, the yeah. psychedelic like um, LCD like stuff playing instead of just having a screen of the band it was like this really trippy um visual and they always had like all this cool confet different color confetti and stuff flying and I, the black and white shots just don't do it justice and i was like man i've gotta i gotta take color next year yeah and i think the xa is like comparable in size to the um lca so i'm gonna pick one of those up before i go next year yeah, that sounds good. Yep, they're tiny. Yeah, I know. I saw. Hey, I saw Jason. Ball. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say I saw um, Jason Konopinski post a picture with it, and I was like, "Oh crap!" I didn't realize how small that camera was. So, oh, he posted a picture with his LCA, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, Mac, what he likes to say? brag that he bought one. Yeah, you were just talking about how your LCA was going to be your funky camera, and then I started thinking about funky cameras, and as of the time of this recording, it's just around the corner from Holga Week. Do you Holga own a, a Holga? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Holga I camera? don't. I don't, you don't have a Holga? It's on my list. I know I don't have a you Holga. I don't know what's wrong with oh, me. Oh, my goodness. That um, seems like the perfect camera for you. Yeah. I know. I know. I have, like, a short list of, like, you know, little cameras. Like, I want to get the Diana Mini that takes that 110 film because it's super tiny. And they always have mm-hmm. like, Lomo always has like really interesting, like turquoise and like orangey 110 films for that. And I think, Oh, that would be fun. And then a Holga. Um, but I wasn't sure there's a Holga with a glass lens and I couldn't figure out <laughs> if that's the one I wanted or if it didn't matter. Cause it's like the rest of it's plastic. So I might as well let the lens be plastic too. Yeah. I you don't want, think the, it really matters. The older, the better when it comes to the Holgas, the older okay, versions okay. are much better than the, the because apparently like I'm going off of something that I, I heard. So this might be like a game of telephone, but um, <laughs> from Ted Forbes, <laughs> it, Ted Forbes is who, uh, if you want to go like the art of photography on YouTube, he did this whole thing with like the traveling Holga and um, yeah. Yeah. So, but he also talked about the history of it and apparently like it was made and then it went away and then Lomo bought the, um, the forms or whatever from the factory and, and they're the one who have been reproducing it, but it, it doesn't have the same character as the original okay. ones. So if you could find the original ones, they are supposedly like much better. <laughs> I have one of the Lomo ones and I think it's rad. It still looks cool. Uh, it doesn't have like as much of the, f- the flaring and the cool vignetting and stuff, but it still has a cool look to it. So I'm happy with my Holga and I just have a one that I paid $30 for at Barnes and Noble. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's going on my list. That's that's going to happen sooner than the RF-70. There you go. What do you have, the 120N? I think so. Okay. Yeah, because that's the one that one of my friends that I met at uh, through Lomography, uh, the one that – oh, I can't remember her Instagram name. But anyway, I I reached out to her to find out which Hoga I should get. And she also – she mentioned the S, which is what she shoots with. Um, Okay. But – but I think that's from the original when Holga themselves were making it. I think you're right. So 
So she told me to get the N because that would be the modern day S. Um, not as quite as good as the other one, but I mean, that's what you're, she, and she also stated, and one of my other friends too stated to stay away from all the other different models of Hoga's because they're, okay. they're a little bit, uh, they're funkier in some other way. I don't yeah. know. So they just say, okay. just stay, just stick with the N, and you should be good. Yeah, okay. yeah, mine's crazy. It vignettes really bad. It's got like <clears throat> a super. You can tell it's a super plastic distorted lens, and yeah. uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, I'm definitely gonna shoot it next week because it's Holga week, and I don't think I've ever participated. But mine's like literally sitting on the shelf right now, looking at me. So yeah, I gotta do it. I love mine. I, sh- yeah. I shot my Holga pin wide yesterday. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I um, I really, I really dig mine. I have a um, I've been using the flash with it. Sorry, I, I blanked for a second. Um, because it's it it's got a hot shoe on it as well, and it's the it's only got one shutter speed, which is one one hundredth or bulb, obviously as well. But um, I really like it because one one hundredth, and then you can pop a little flash on there, and. They, they, it tells you like that the the wide open quote unquote on there is f8 and then stopped down is f11, so it actually works really well with flash if you get like the old sun pack flashes and stuff like that that give you the range the you know the range reading on the back of the little flash that tells you at this you know f stop and this however far away um, shoot it this way so it's pretty cool for that you can actually um get some really cool shots with on camera flash with your Holga. Pump to shoot with mine. Yeah. In a while. Do it. A long time. But yeah. I mean, I'm not going to have too high expectations. I'm going to just have fun. I'm going to shoot some low mo purple in it and just say effortless to it. Yeah. Something fun to do in it. Mac is, um, try to keep it as, as like still as you can and just take multiple shots on one. So it's like, you know, multiple exposures, obviously, but like almost like a ghosting. So it'll brighten the image up because sometimes you have to take more than one shot because it's obviously not going to be the proper exposure. Uh, but those always turn out really cool. Mm-hmm. Oop. Especially if you're yep. shooting models and stuff. Yeah, and I think they, they would, um, you would dig a Holga. And I think they actually have instant backs for, um, the Holgas as well. Oh, really? I know they have it for the Diana mm-hmm. um, that does the mini. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know about the Holga. And you guys are just... I know, sorry. You're just leading me down this path. Sorry, that's, that's not what we invited <laughs> you here for, I promise. We are here to give you gas. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that. And, then people and aren't stir up conspiracies. Yeah, exactly. And, and conspiracies. Confirm conspiracies, guys. <laughs> no, this shit ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for real, Kodak Gold. Sources say it's going away. Bye at all. Yeah, bye. No, I need more. Yeah, I'm going to shoot that in Cali. When I'm on the West Coast, that's pretty much all I'm going to shoot is gold on the beach. What, what beach is Where are we going? And Venice Venice Beach. Oh, Venice. you got to go to Venice Beach, yeah. Yeah, oh, Venice man. and probably Santa Monica as well. We're probably going to do it the I'm day gonna... you land because you'll already be there. Yeah, one of you guys just need to scoop me from the airport. I don't, I don't know where the hell I'm going. I'll just snap Kodak Gold photos along the way. Yep. We'll figure it out. 
I think uh, Bartosek's the closest to you. Closest to the Sweet. airport. Yep. Go figure it yep. out. Well, I need to buy more gold. I need to buy more gold before everybody buys it all up. But uh, there won't be any available in two weeks when this no comes way. out because the Walgreens in scare. It's it's one week. Thank you. Yeah, hold on. Let's see. BNH has it in stock. I need to order like ten rolls for the beach, but yeah. I'm just gonna shoot it. I'm not gonna hold it. Yeah, um, this is not real. It's, it's not going away. That's yeah. That's the funny part. Is like it's only going away from Walgreens. It seems. Right. You know, it's not It'll fair that that you know the WalMarts and stuff in America carry Fuji products, and then Canada gets like Kodak Gold and Ultramax in their WalMarts. Right. It's uh, you can get a three pack for eight thirty nine on B and H. It's twenty four exposures, but not bad. Well, that's not a bad price. Yeah, thirty six exposure three pack, twelve bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the 24-pack, that's just like three-something a roll, man. Go for it. Do right. it. And I like 24 exposures better. I do, too. You know? I prefer 24 exposures. All of my bulk rolling I do is 24. Mm-hmm. I just prefer it. It's easier to get through a roll and go on to the next one. Absolutely. And it's easier to shoot in a half frame as well. God. Oh. If I was shooting half frame, I would only there. roll 12 shots. Right. <laughs> have you have you played no. around with half frame, Anne? I haven't. I haven't. Although Ed has sort of been inspiring me to do this. You should. Half frame is fun. Yeah, he's been the half frame ambassador lately with his new zine coming out. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he really has. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Ed. Thank you. Thank you. I'm proud of myself too. Thank you very much. I'm here for you, buddy. I'm here for you. <laughs> Which is no, here to give you guys big heads. Mm. <laughs> well, right, that? I need some vodka. <laughs> this time. Yeah. Okay. It's time for vodka. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the beginning of the podcast. So it's time for vodka. <laughs> So after Policon, what's your next trip? Are you going to go on another international trip, uh, shooting some more purple or weird films? Um, well, I'm trying to think. I'm totally, I'm sort of in road trip mode because um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking there's a, there's a, uh, I think it's a show, but it's like a show plus because I think there's some kind of photo walk or workshop thing going on with it. Um, that's going to be in, I think around St. Louis that like, um, Jason Lee's got stuff in and a whole bunch of other like photo filmy people, um, have got stuff, uh, in there. So I was going to drive out to that at the end of October mm-hmm. and then, um, yeah, oh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually going to be out in LA mid October. Uh, I forgot about that. Um, and then, yeah, so kind of staying at home, either road tripping or flying around the U.S., but then I think that, uh, next, beginning of next year, um, we've got a college student who's going to be doing a semester abroad in Argentina, so I'm hoping to get back to South America for that. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. 
Yeah. And don't forget the Paideia is probably going to be next March as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Put that on your uh, calendar. Yes, yes. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Mac, are you going to be making it back to the Paideia this year? Absolutely. Yeah. Are you going to stay more than one day? <laughs> I think I stayed like a half day. Um, yeah. I hope so. I think so. Yes. I don't know. Um, when I'm in Cali... There's always so, so much to do there. And I was like, okay, I showed up. I saw it. It was cool to support the film community. I had a ton of shit going on, too. Yeah. Right. I'll try to, like, make this only that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, we got the uh, Free Film USA come rolling into L.A. That's uh, right. They're on their way, week. aren't they? Yeah. yeah. They're there yeah. today. They're there. Oh, yeah. yeah. They arrived. Uh, they, tomorrow they're setting up. They're going to be open. So I'm going to try to hit them up tomorrow during my lunch. Because I'm only like maybe 10 minutes away from where they're going to be. So oh, that's cool. just to go go say hi to Neil and see what's up. They're going to be in Birmingham November 1st. November 1st. Yeah. That, the, the next th- they roll in on that Friday, I think. And they're going to be there through the mm-hmm. next Thursday. I, talk, I, I messaged yep. Brandon today and I was like, hey, man, do you want to ride over there with me? Because <clears> I know that's like super close to his wedding. So I don't know if he's going to be able to or whatever. But um, I might message Bill and see if Bill wants to ride out on a saturday and then um i don't know where uh yeah because they're they're also going to be in new orleans austin santa fe and is it Asheville? yeah yeah where is north carolina they're gonna be closer close enough to you right mac you can go see them dude that's only a couple hours away that that would be awesome you should go you should go see them We'll have the Granny Absolutely. Days guys meet them at all three yep. stops close enough to us, and we'll we'll give them another little shout out. There you go. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. since you didn't get to chat with them. Yeah, I hate I missed that. That was a great episode too. Yeah, Neil's a super rad dude. That project is so cool. I'm glad it's it's getting a little traction. Um, yep. Yep. And that and that people are giving them some nice warm receptions where uh, across the country yeah i can't wait to see um how everything wraps up with it though i think that's gonna be so cool yeah what the final product is yeah you know, what they're gonna do with all that yep they came yeah, did, awesome. they came fairly close to you didn't they and they, they went through kansas didn't they they were actually in kansas city. yeah they were in kansas city for sure yeah yeah did you get a chance to go see them did you know about them at the time you know it was funny i sort of i knew about it like I found out about it just as it was happening. Uh, so I wound up missing out on it, but, um, I was connected with a bunch of people who, who did it. Um, and I have been so impressed with just the scope of their project, but also, you know, I am kind of partial to the photos that they've been showing coming out of Kansas city. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be fun for me because they're going to Birmingham, which is like an hour and a half from where I live. I live fairly close to the Alabama line. Um, so I'm going to just hit the interstate and go meet up that morning and go find somewhere to shoot around Birmingham and drop the film off before I leave and come back home. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to try to get a little crew together for either this weekend coming or, or actually I think this would be the only weekend to do it. Yeah, because they so, only stay like seven days, or what did it say, right. six days in a place. Yeah. 
Yeah, so see if we can get a small group to go and get our rolls and then hit the hit the beach and shoot it and then give it back. Yeah. But you got to stick yeah. to the red, white, and blue, man. Yes. Got to stick to that red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be um that's going to be fun. I can't yeah. wait to see how that goes with you guys. Have a nice big crew rolling up there. Yeah. Go eat some tacos. When you were talking about the the red, white, and blue, were you talking about were you talking about PBR? If you want it to be about PBR. <laughs> yeah. No, their whole project is um red, white, and blue in black and white. No, I don't. I don't. I don't talk about PBR, man. That's a shame. You live in Georgia. You should really support PBR. But they you're talking about like. But um, they don't pay the bills, bull man. That's true. Wait, are we talking about bull riding? No, he's talking about Paps Blue Ribbon. Oh, <laughs> come on, Ed. <laughs> I don't know. I, you guys are in the I, south I, or something. You guys might be, you know, getting on with that. <laughs> no, are you stereotyping southerners? Sorry, I, I think he is. I'm so disappointed in I think he myself. Is. No, I don't. I don't deal with PBR, man. Like I'm, okay. I, I, I'm, I don't know why I'm this way, but I tend to stick to the things that pay the bills. You know that our my distributor distributes. Ah, uh, sound a little bit like Andre. Okay. That sounds like you're in the swamp. <laughs> Gonna drain that swamp, Sorry. that distributor swamp. Well, I mean, to be fair. We do carry some pretty good brands, so That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's not like it's not like I'm hurting by doing that. They just happen to carry the things I like, <laughs> like Sierra Nevada hmm. and stuff like that. But well, enough about beer. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking what do we do? We're talking about this. Um <laughs> <That's my bad. laughs> uh, okay, I was so... just thinking about a beer I had in New Orleans a while back. It was a yeah. peach beer. It was really good, like a peach ale or something. All right, it was that really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I bet you drink White Claw, don't you, Ed? Hey, man. No, I... no laws when you're drinking White Claws. <laughs> First of all, I have no idea what a White Claw is. Thank you oh, very much. Man. And I'm a... usually a Dos Equis kind of guy. There you go. Dos Equis Amber or Lager? Uh, either one, but I prefer Amber. Yeah, dude, me too. There you go. I know I like you for a reason, Ed. It's all coming together. There Fun you fact, go. guys. Um, Dosaki's Amber is a Marzen, which is a German Oktoberfest-style beer. So, it's a Is it really? Yep. Nice. Yeah. He would know. I would know. It's one of our brands. There you go. I feel like I'm supporting you a little bit. <laughs> You're not. But it's cool. oh. <laughs> I mean, yes, if you come to Atlanta, if you come to Atlanta and drink it on draft, then you are in a way because then you're given more opportunities for things to break and me to go fix it. So in that way, okay. you are. But by just yeah. buying it and drinking it, no. Oh. But enough about this, guys. Uh, we, we've, we're getting to that point of the show where we're just starting to, to ramble and run on. So I think it's probably about time to start. Um, the wrap up so um that's gonna bring us to our instagram highlights so and as our guest we're gonna let you go first do you have anybody that you would like to highlight this week i do um and i was just gonna make sure i get her name right um her she is denise and i think she is denise g 316 yes okay 
Um, so it's Denise G316. She is also from Kansas. I felt like I needed to, you know, is this throw some Graves? love the Kansas way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And she, yeah, and she, her stuff is just, I don't know, I just love the way she sees Kansas. Um, I just think it's, it's so cool. Um, and I, I really am hoping to get a chance to just get out and shoot with her sometime. Um, but in the meantime, I just love looking through her feed. Um, yeah. cause even though I've lived here for 20 years, like when I look at her feed, I just think, wow, that's like just so much more of Kansas that I haven't seen yet. Um, so her stuff is awesome and she shoots film. Um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She used to be fairly active in the community. Um, I remember seeing yeah. her around the negative positives group when it was still fairly small, but I haven't come to think of it. I haven't seen her posting much lately. Hmm. But yeah, I she's been doing me. she's been doing some stuff on on Instagram. That's where I've been seeing a lot of her engagement yeah. lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, she's a super nice lady too. So definitely go check her stuff yep. out. Yep. Cool. Mac, what about you? Yep. So, E by Acevedo. So I B A I A C E V. E-D-O, I mean, that's just straight-up art. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of it's digital, if not all of it. But if you want to be inspired and be like, wow, there are people like making that art out there, this is this is the dude you want to check out. Whoa. Eli Acevedo. So yeah. good. Like, straight-up yeah. art. Yeah. That guy's, oh, wow. that guy's good. Man, yep, I, was, I bought that underwater camera today just thinking, like, I'm going to go do some cool underwater stuff. This is rad. This is so rad. Wait, what underwater yep, so, camera did you buy? A little disposable from Walgreens because it was on oh, clearance yeah, oh, for $5. Oh, that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have uh, any other cool underwater stuff. If you can vision it, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, these are cool. Yeah. These are awesome. Yeah. It's from you, Barcelona. Bar Barcelona. 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 Oh, gosh. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, mine's going to be uh, Vienna on film. Um, I've been following this guy for a while. It's just a lot of street work and stuff. Kind of my st my style of shooting. So, um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of black and white. And, <clears throat> again, it's just, Ooh. I find it like he would photo, this person, I think it's a he, yeah, this person would photograph uh, we, we have very similar styles, so that's what um, I'm drawn to it. He has, even has one there with a the scooter there, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're doing your, your scooter project. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so, I dig it. Uh, yeah, plus it, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So Super cool. Vienna on film. Dustin? Yep. For me, I'm going to cheat today. I'm going to do two. Um, because I'm not doing a particular photographer. Um, one of them I was talking to you guys about, it wasn't intentional of who I was going to do tonight. I was just talking about how cool they were, but then I was like, screw it. I'm going to talk about them. Um, it's Cineminer. So they take like these really cool analog shots on at night. Uh, and they're very cinematic and super cool. Um, 
I've been on a kick for nighttime film shots lately, and they're just a rad ass page to go and look at. And then my second one is um, at WLVF. It's just uh, waistliner, waist level viewfinder. It's just a place where like you can snap a picture of your waist level viewfinder when you're taking a picture and um people just post some really cool stuff on there so that's a, if you just want a fun thing to break up all the serious art and whatever you have on your feed go put them on there because it's kind of cool to 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 see this stuff i've actually been um highlighted by them a couple times in the past myself so uh, go check them out nice very awesome was that Ansel? Yeah. In the background? <laughs> yeah. So he busted through the door. And I've been steady taking toys from him because he keeps bringing squeaky toys in here. Stop it, man. Yeah. I have a stack. <laughs> I have a stack of squeaky toys on my desk right now because I take one from him, but he goes and gets another one and brings it in. He's just fighting it in the background. <laughs> I keep trying Dogs. to mute it just in time, but he, he got me that time. Nice. Cool. <laughs> All right. So um, those are some really cool pages for you guys to follow. Um, mm-hmm. So speaking of places for people to follow, uh, and where can people follow you online? Where can they see your work and get in touch with you if they would like to? I am uh, pretty much just on Instagram. I sort of streamlined my my social media stuff um and i'm just on instagram so it's and it's just my name uh ann holland but of course it's a tricky spelling uh it's a-n-n-e-h-o-l-l-o-n-d got it and you guys can go see all of those cool journal pictures that we've talked about some really cool stuff all the really mm-hmm. rad lomo purple Great stuff, great stuff. Super creative, super yeah. creative, for sure. Oh, no, thanks, you guys. Yeah. Hey, real quick, are they going to be recording your workshop, or do you have that some somewhere that for people who can't attend and that kind of stuff? Do you know? I don't know. <clears throat> okay. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if somebody does, you should look and if into somehow it. you get it, if you could afford it to me, that would be awesome. Okay, I'd, I'd yeah, like, for I'd sure. like to see the presentation and... and um, show it to my to my kiddo just kind of give her some ideas and stuff sure yeah i will yeah. definitely look into that thank you all right so ed why, what about you where can people find you oh let's see so you can find me at uh at edward conde underscore uh that's for instagram um i'm also on the ultra low iso club podcast uh so you can find me or listen to hear me from there i will listen Oh, I don't know what it is. One of those two, um, and then um, and then I also uh, manage the Grainy Days podcast uh, IG. So I look at if you want to leave messages through there, you can, and um, we'll respond as quickly as possible. Right on, Mac. What about you, bud? Cool. Okay, so Mac shoots film on Instagram, and I actually edited. The Lomography Petzl 58 millimeter bokeh control lens shoot that I did. 
So that's edited. That will be released Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern. So finally, for shoot back. Yep, I edited another video. I have three in the can, actually. So they'll be back to back to back. And I actually edited it. So And it's scheduled to be released. So it'll be there Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern and pump. That's finally out there. I'm super thankful that Lomography sent me that lens and was understanding that, you know, hey, I had this issue and I pretty much couldn't do anything. Um, but things are settling down. Yep, check me out on Mac Shoots Film Instagram or YouTube. Dustin, you. Right. Where, on, can, we, where can we find you? You guys yep. can find me on Instagram at For the Love of Grain. You can also find me uh, at decogs.87 for just like my normal dicking around personal journal type stuff um but my photography mostly lives on for the love of grain uh i also check out the instagram page as well so if you want to send me anything through there i will respond or ed but one of us will whatever mm-hmm. um you can also get in touch with us through our gmail account which is grainydays at gmail.com send us an email we'll read it on the show uh, as you've seen in the past few even if that's where we read it for the first time <laughs> we will read it on the show um, and if you guys good wanna, or bad yeah good or bad we don't care um, we like the criticism it's fun um, if you guys want to join the show give us a shout um, if you think that you have something cool or interesting to talk about and want to come on and chat with us um, you can get in touch with us there that's probably the best place to do it or through our Instagram mm-hmm. Um, we yeah. are booked up a little bit ahead of time, so don't expect it to be the week that you get in touch with us. But, um, you know, worst we can say is no. So there's that. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook. We have a page where we post the show link and notes to the show. And we will also um, post a link for you to see Anne's work. And also uh, Edward's new zine will post a link to yes in the Thank show you, notes sir. this week so that you guys can go check it out if you would like to. <coughs> um, I think that about does it for the show tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, one last thing. One more week left on the logo contest. So if you guys want to yes. roll on over to the Negative Positives Facebook group, uh, there is a sticky post at the very top that will be going away in a week. Uh, make a vote for the new logo choice for merch and whatnot. And help a photographer out or an artist out and i think we're gonna actually try i haven't talked to the guys yet but i had an idea of actually getting whoever wins to come on the show and chat with us as well i think it's gonna be dustin nickerson since two out of three of the top designs are his at the moment um (laughs) but i haven't actually reached out to anybody or talked to you guys about it yet so maybe not um Regardless, go vote. There's one week left. Um, when this drops, you'll only have a few days, actually, so maybe this call to arms isn't going to do a whole lot. Um, yeah, but I think that does it for the show, and thank you so much for coming on. This has been a blast. Um, we really enjoy your work, and this was a fun conversation, and it means a lot yeah. if you would come on and chat with Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming yeah. on. Yeah, thanks, appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for having me, and yeah, thanks for... Uh, Thanks for uh, renewing my gas. You know, I appreciate there you it. Go. We apologize Anytime. for that. That's unintentional un- consequences. And people listening, if you see Ed's family, remember it was a slow week for gas. He only bought adapters, not another half-frame <laughs> camera. Yeah. Just that's FYI. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You can't slow help it when you get right. together with other photographers. You just start talking, and you want to you wanna experience everything. You do. It's a rabbit hole. 
Yep. It's a community. Yep. Unfortunately. Yep. End on that. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. And thanks again for coming on. It's been a blast. Oh, right, thank guys. you guys. Thanks again. All right. See you guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.